You're about to listen to a message from Every Nation Church Midrand, the place where people come to be changed and discipled to transform society. Glory, glory, glory. Jesus is Lord. Isn't that wonderful? Just to glorify Jesus, to worship Jesus. When is our next praise waves? My Saka? <laughs> okay, okay. Awesome. 21st, I can't wait. We want to worship God. You know, come together and just worship for hours. Glorify Him. Lift Him up. Hallelujah. Not press for time. You know, and all these programs, sometimes, you know, we just need to be loose. Amen. I really enjoy that. So singing that song, lifting up Jesus. You know, so many things were flooding my mind. So many thoughts. You know, of his greatness, of his majesty, of his, you know, his rulership, his dominion, his authority, his, I mean, everything, you know. And there's no greater king than Jesus. When you allow him to be king over your life, it makes a whole world of difference. Okay? Because if you are the king of your life, you're going to mess it up. But when you hand over to him, when you surrender to him, when you yield to him, he will, he, will, he, will, he will do what you cannot do. He wants to be king over your life. He wants to be king over your home. He wants to be king over everything that pertains to you. But he won't impose himself. You have to Give it to Him. That's how it works. God never imposes His will on anybody. Never. Never. He's not like that. He's not like some of us that are so controlling, that we want to control everything around us and everybody around us. Everybody has to smile the way you want them to smile. <laughs> you know, people like that just look straight. I know some of you are anointed to, you know, you are so influential, so powerful that you can just influence people to do things the way you want. You know, I guess it's a gift. But just understand that God has all the power and yet He restricts Himself. You know, He controls the power. He's got all the influence and yet He controls it. You know, He controls it. He doesn't allow it to get out of hand. That's incredible. And Jesus was like that. Just like the Father. You know, just like the Father. He's standing there, walking the dusty roads of Jerusalem, Galilee, Nazareth. And, you know, 
And he's looking at these people, these people calling him names, even insulting him. They call him demon-possessed and all of that. And the guy didn't, didn't even respond. With all the power that he had, you know, he could just breathe and they will, <laughs> they will vanish. But he didn't use that power. So if you want him to be Lord over your life, you have to give him. You have to give him your life. That's why it's possible to come to church and still not be under his lordship. Yeah. You, 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 have, to, you, have, to, you have to allow him to be lord. If you don't give him your life, he's not going to take it. He won't just take it. <laughs> you know? Otherwise, the whole world would have been saved by now. But that's how great Jesus is. How can, you, how can somebody be so great and yet so controlled? How can someone be so perfect and yet be so compassionate? It beats my imagination. Somebody that is so sinless and yet he can look at a sinner and not condemn them. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. Some of us have just a little strength. And anybody that shows any sign of weakness want to crush them. <laughs> Is that not human nature? Yeah. But he's not like that. So I just love him. Glory to God. I feel safe around him. I feel safe around Jesus. That's why when, 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 when David sinned and then the, um, the prophet came, after he, he numbered the armies of Israel against God's, God's uh, will, when God gave him three options to choose in terms of judgment, the guy was smart. He says, I would rather fall in the hands of God than the hands of man because he knows man. Is merciless, but God is not like man. God is not like man. Man will not forgive you. Man will, will, will always remind you. Man will use your weakness against you, but God will never. Jesus is so faithful. He's so loyal. So loyal. He will never use your weakness against you. So that's why sinners felt safe around him. They didn't feel safe around the Pharisees. <laughs> they didn't. But they felt safe around the one that was sinless. Incredible. Incredible man. My goodness. There's a song we used to sing. What manner of man is Jesus? Hallelujah. What manner of man is Jesus? Hallelujah. What a man. What a man. Come on, turn to your neighbor and say, what a man. Yeah, Jesus. He is too much. What a man. What a man. What manner of man? There is no man like him. 
always faithful, always loving, always there, always kind. Oh my goodness, always compassionate. Even when we hurt him, he's still there. Think about that. You know, why am I saying this? To, just to help you appreciate him more. And when you sing about him, you need to, you need to have, you, you need to do it with understanding. Do it with knowledge. Worship is based on knowledge and revelation. It's not just based on information. It's not just based on text, words. It's based on what has been revealed to you. So if something is if it's, if something is not revealed to you, you cannot offer quality worship. So you need to know who this Jesus is. And his heart is not like ours. Yeah. Jesus will love you to the end. To the very end. Even when Judas was betraying him. He turns and says, friend. And he knew what the guy was doing. What a man. What a man. I love you, Lord, greater than anything. I love you, Lord, more than my heart could see. I love you, Lord, more than I love myself. I love you, Lord. I love you, Lord. I love you, Lord. Hallelujah. Don't you love him? Jesus. Jesus. He is real. He is real. There's nobody like him. Nobody like him. Nobody like him. He's not religious. You know, he's not wicked. He's not unforgiving. No, he's not judgmental. He's not critical. He's, and he is, he is just too much. Words are not enough. Yeah. That's your savior. That's the love of your soul. It says, greater love has no man than this. That a man should lay down his life for a friend. Amazing. <laughs> Whew. That was just free of charge, okay? <laughs> Matthew chapter 9. <laughs> yeah. This is God's combined harvest. Harvester. It doesn't seem to be ending. Verse 35, then Jesus went about all their cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing every sickness and every disease among the people. 
When he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion for them because they were weary and scattered like sheep having no shepherd. He was moved. He was moved. May I be moved like Jesus. May I see people the way Jesus sees them. May I respond the way Jesus responds. May I not respond the way the world wants me to respond. May I not respond the way tradition wants me to respond. May I not respond the way my feelings want me to respond. May I respond like Jesus. If we are going to get bring in the harvest, that's the attitude we need to have. We need to be like our master. We need to be like Jesus. And then he said to his disciples, The harvest truly is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore pray the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. To send out laborers. Pray. The harvest is great, but the laborers are few. Pray to the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. We need laborers to reap. God is looking for laborers. God wants laborers. He wants each and every one of us to be part of his labor force to bring in the harvest. Do you know that the reason why he gave you the Holy Spirit is so that you could be a witness? Acts chapter 1 verse 8. Is that not what it says? It says, you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you so that you can be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the uttermost parts of the earth, to the ends of the earth. Hallelujah. So that's the reason. The reason for the power of the Holy Spirit is for the harvest. The reason for tongues, you speaking in tongues, how many people speak in, don't speak, or I think, is there anybody that doesn't speak in tongues? We can pray for you. Okay, everybody here speaks in tongues. The reason for tongues is so that you can be an effective witness. I know it's, it edifies you. I know there are many things it does, but one of the key things it does is to make you an effective witness. It's for the harvest. It's for the harvest. So when you are speaking in tongues, By the time you finish that, you should be inspired by the Spirit. You should be led by the Spirit. The Spirit should now use that to direct you to who is ready to be harvested. How about that? Yeah. Let's use, let's use it like that. Let's use the Holy Spirit for the harvest. Let's not just use it to, you know, feel good. Although it makes you, it, I must confess, it makes me feel good. I don't know about you. It makes me feel powerful. Actually, it makes me feel great. Sometimes it makes me feel invincible. Amen. Yeah, but that's not the purpose of it. Although I enjoy that feeling, when it comes, you know, I'll enjoy it. But 
Look at what it says. <laughs> it's for the harvest. It's for the harvest. So then, chapter 10, verse 1, it says, When he had called his, his 12 disciples to him, he gave them power over unclean spirits to cast them out, to heal all kinds of sickness and all kinds of disease. He gave them. Why did he give them power? How many people want to move in power? You want to operate in power? You want to heal the sick? You want to cast out demons? Come on. Yeah, you want to cast out demons? You want to heal diseases? Yeah, then get ready. Get ready. Because it is for the sake of the harvest. It's for the purpose of the harvest. We need power. The Great Commission cannot be fulfilled with the rate at which the church is moving today. The ends of the earth. I mean, there are 7 billion people. God, God, don't you think that God wants all the 7 billion people saved? Yeah. He wants the whole of Midran saved. Every household in Midran should be a connect group. <laughs> How about that? Come on. Yeah. Are you ready? Let's get ready. Start imagining that. Every household in Midra is a connect. Shikabunda. By God's combined harvester. <laughs> you are part of his labor force for the harvest. Get ready to be used. Last week, we were looking at how Jesus, you know, the different methods that Jesus, I mean, we've been talking about the different ways that Jesus reached, reached the lost, right? And uh, I think we stopped at Nicodemus. Yeah, chapter 3. In chapter 3 of John. Let's go to John. St. John's Gospel. So in chapter 3, uh, we said that Nicodemus did not need a miracle. So there are some people that need miracles. They need to see a sign before they can. Uh, they need to see a sign and a wonder. But there are some that don't need miracles. Some need the word. Okay? Some need the gift of the spirit. The word of knowledge. Especially. Uh, so some need that. Some need God test. Some need Jesus at the door. These are our tools. Okay? Some need a story. Some need a testimony. Hallelujah. Some need prayer. <laughs> some need prayer. Some need to be invited to church <laughs> or to an event. Some need to be invited to a party. Some need, some need parties. That's why I said to you, use your birthday parties. Some need parties. Jesus went at, attended parties. And then, you know, performed a miracle there. And then many people believed. So, 
he used different methods. He used different methods. There was no one method. God is not like that. So he uses different methods. If we should sample all of us here, how we got saved, you will discover that we all got saved differently. Am I correct? Yeah. How many people got saved in a crusade? Let me see. Raise your hand. Anybody? Okay. That's right. Hallelujah. How many people got saved in a church service? Okay. You see, these are people. You, that's why you should invite people. Okay. How many people got saved, um, got saved in a connect group or in a fellowship, small group? Okay. You see. Can you see? Different methods. Different methods. How many people got saved just reading? Just maybe reading a tract, reading a Bible, or reading a book? Anybody? You, you, you got delivered from reading. Okay. Thank God for that. How many people got saved reading? Did I see a hand? Okay. All right. You see? So did, you can see different methods, different methods that God uses to save people. How many people got saved just listening to someone talk to another person? Uh, you see, <laughs> you see, eavesdropping can lead to salvation. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yeah, different methods. The methods are endless. They are endless. So if we're going to reach Midran, we need to start thinking, you know, of different ways and allow God to use us. To use us. How many people got saved in Sunday school or children's church? Edith, okay, his wife. <laughs> she got saved in, in kids' church. You see? Yeah, different ways. Different ways. And there are more ways than what we have mentioned. Testimony, okay, that's right. You see? Testimony. In a hospital. Another one got saved in a hospital. Can you see that? Come on. Speak up. Let's hear. <laughs> Hallelujah. Different ways. God has many ways to reach the lost. God wants to reach every single one. But we cannot afford to be so restricted that we don't allow God to use us in the way He wants to use us. Okay. Yeah. So, John, St. John's Gospel. What did I say? John chapter, chapter 3. Okay, let's move from chapter 3. Let's go to chapter 4. I can show you like different ways that Jesus, you know, reached people. But let's look at chapter 4. Chapter 4 is a, is a good, is a good, uh, it's a, it's a good template as well. 
He has many templates. <laughs> he has many templates in the scriptures how to reach people. Alright? So when you read the Bible, you need to read it. Let, let your, the scales fall off your eyes so that you can see what God is trying to show. Don't, don't, read, the, don't read the Bible with your opinions. Okay? Let the Bible speak to you. Don't speak to the Bible. Okay? Alright? When you, when you read in, the, in theology, there's what is called eisegesis. Okay? So, eisegesis is when you read your opinion into the scripture. <laughs> that's, a, that's a serious matter. Yeah, there's a lot of that happening. But that's beside the point. All right, John chapter 4. Um, let's see, how much time do we have? Let me see. <laughs> I need to know how to go. Okay, so. Now, therefore, when the Lord knew that the Pharisees had heard that Jesus made and baptized more disciples than John, though he himself did not baptize, but his disciples, he left Judea and departed again to Galilee. But he needed to go through Samaria. Okay? People were debating and, you know, they were doing all kinds of comparisons. Jesus just ignored all of that. And he, there is work to be done. So, he needed to go through Samaria. So, he came to a city of Samaria, which is called Sychar, near the plot of ground that Jacob gave his son Joseph. Now Jacob's well was there. Jesus, therefore, being wearied from his journey, sat next to the well. It was about the sixth hour. Okay, the sixth hour, that's of noon. Okay, when, when, when they say the first hour starts from 6 a.m. That's, that's the Jewish, um, how they count the day. All right? So, so by, by the sixth hour, that's by noon. Okay? So he's there by noon. And how many people know the Middle East? If you haven't been to the Middle East, the Middle East is hot. You think Limpopo is hot. I'm telling you, where you go to the Middle East, it is something else. You will sweat like a Christmas goat. <laughs> I'm telling you. So the Middle East is hot. Then in, at noon, oh my goodness, that is the hottest. That is the hottest. So he's tired, okay? Now, I don't want to go into much, much details about the, the, the background, context, all those things, but you, we'll just read quickly because that's what I want to get here. And the, a woman of Samaria came to draw water. At what time? Midday. She came to draw water at midday. Hello, that's the wrong time to draw water. Those of you who have been in the rural areas, you know that it's either early or at sunset, right? 
in the evening when it's cool. That's when you go to the river or the well, wherever, to go and fetch. But this woman comes at noon. Why is she coming at noon? We will find out. Okay. So Jesus says to her, Give me a drink. For the disciples had gone away into the city to buy food. Then the woman of Samaria said to him, How is it that you, being a Jew, ask a drink from me, a Samaritan woman? For Jews have no dealings with Samaritans. <clears throat> so you see, the Samaritans were a mixed breed. Okay? The Samaritans were, were considered inferior by the Jews. The Jews were prejudiced against the Samaritans. In fact, if, if the Jew wanted to insult you, they would call you a Samaritan. That was the worst insult. And there was a time they called Jesus a Samaritan. He said, you are a Samaritan. And you have a demon. No, you, 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 can't, you can't be more insultive to a Jew than to call him a Samaritan. You see, why? How? Why? During the Babylonian invasion, when, when, when Babylon invaded Israel, uh, uh, they, they, they took, when they invaded, they took some, uh, some Jews, okay, away. But then they left some Jews that were the low-class Jews. Okay? The low-class Jews were left behind. So those low-class Jews, <clears throat> some of the Babylonians in, intermarried them. They intermarried with those low-class Jews. So those low-class Jews are the ones that produce Samaritans. You see? So the, the, the Jews are like, no, 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 no. First of all, you are low class and then you are not even pure you are mixed sounds familiar right come on come on it sounds familiar yeah you're either not black enough or you're not white enough or you're not <laughs> or you're not Zulu enough or you're not <laughs> you know it's been going on since. It didn't start today. You see? Yeah. Oh, you're not South African enough. Oh, you're not African enough. Some people say I'm not Nigerian enough. Can you imagine? <laughs> Amazing. All right. So, this, this woman is like, why are you talking to me? First of all, rabbis don't engage, they don't, rabbis don't talk to women. So, why are you talking to me, a woman? That's a taboo. That's like, you know, what's the word I'm looking for? 
It's, it's, it's like, it's not done. Why are you talking to me? And even in public, it's even worse in public. It's not in private, it's in public. Rabbis don't do that. So, but now, you, and not only that, you are talking to a Samaritan woman. So, it's like low, 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 low. The lowest of the lowest. Remember, I told you that Jesus has the ability to engage with somebody at the top. Nicodemus. All right? Then he has the ability to, to engage with the lowest the demonized, the, the, the outcast, and, and, and so on. He, what manner of man is Jesus? What manner of man is Jesus? And that's how we should be. That is how we should be. Yeah. You can't say because, oh, this person, you know, he's not in my league, so I can't. You know, I like to... I like to win souls from Santon. You know. <laughs> you know, those 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 souls. You know, they they they. And that's one of the reasons why um, many people don't want to plant churches in certain places. Yeah. Why would you go to a township to plant a church? Huh? Why? Why can't you just go to Sant? And, and, and there you just, you know, you have all the, you have millionaire members. Jesus was not like that. Jesus doesn't think like that. Same, same, I'm telling you. We must be careful how we think about people, how we view people. All right? Yeah. So, Jesus asked her for a drink. And then Jesus answered and said to her, If you knew the gift of God and who it, um, and who says to you, Give me a drink, you would have asked him. And he would have given you living water. And the woman said to him, Sir, you have nothing to draw with. And the well is deep. Where then do you get living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob, who gave us the well and drank from it himself, as well as his sons and his livestock? Jesus answered and said to her, Whoever drinks this water will thirst again. But whoever drinks the water that I shall give him will never thirst. But the water that I shall give him will become in him a fountain of water springing up to everlasting life. The woman said to him, Sir, give me this water that I may not thirst. No, come here to draw. I don't believe you. <laughs> you see this woman? Amazing. Now, this woman comes at noon to draw water. 
the most inconvenient time for a reason. Okay? She comes at this time to draw water for a reason. Now, she figures out that if this guy has water, then when I drink, I won't be thirsty and I won't need to come here anymore. Wow, what a life. <laughs> so she's, she quickly says, give me this water. Okay, so I don't need to come here anymore. <laughs> oh my goodness. And Jesus answered her and said, whoever drinks this water, okay, I've, I've, I've read that. Then, Verse 16, Jesus said to her, go call your husband and come here. <laughs> the woman said, I have no husband. And Jesus said to her, you have well said, I have no husband. For you have had five husbands. And the one whom you, are, you have is not your husband. In that, you spoke truly. <laughs> Too close for comfort. You see? Yeah. Jesus knew about her. How did Jesus know? Yeah. By the word of knowledge. Some people will say this and say he knew it because he is God in the flesh. No. That's not why he knew it. He knew it because of the gift of the Holy Spirit called the gift of word of knowledge. The word of knowledge is a supernatural ability to know something present or past. So the Holy Spirit gives you that on the spot. That's why when you go witnessing, believe God for word of knowledge. So he can give you knowledge about the people. And you can speak the word of God. Trust God for that. So Jesus said, yeah, you're right. You've had five husbands. And the one you are living with now, you are cohabiting at the moment. You have given up on marriage. Now you are cohabiting. And it's not even your husband. It's another one's husband. So that tells you why she came at noon because she has made enemies with all the women in town. Yeah. Because normally when women go to fetch, they don't go alone. They always go in groups. Come on. Yeah. They always go in company. So, she has... <laughs> All the other women are like, no, 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 no. This woman, please don't come near my husband. I don't, I mean, you've had enough now. <laughs> I don't trust you. You know, I don't even want to talk to you. Before I know it, my husband will be, you, you, <laughs> you will capture my husband. So she didn't have friends. She didn't have friends. She could come to the, to the well with. And that's the person Jesus went for. The outcast of Samaria. Jesus went for her. 
What manner of man is Jesus? I'm telling you. And the woman said to him, Sir, I perceive that you are a prophet. Our fathers worshipped on this mountain, and you Jews say in Jerusalem is the place where one ought to worship. She wants to change the, stop, the topic. She wants to change the topic. It's, it's too sensitive. He, he's getting, he has gotten too close. Now let me change the topic quickly so that, you know, we... No, 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 no. I'm getting too convicted now because I'm sure as Jesus is talking, she's, she's thinking about the woman who has the husband that she's staying with. <laughs> and she's like, oh my goodness. Before this guy reveals more. <laughs> you know, before he reveals more. Let's, let's change the topic. And now, you know, let's, let's go religion now. Let's be religious now. Leave my life alone. Let's be religious. You know, you, you, people, say, you people say we should worship in Jerusalem. Then our fathers worship here, on this mountain. What do you say? I perceive you are a prophet. In fact, you know, for you to know this thing, you must be a prophet. Ah. Then look at Jesus said to her, verse 21, Woman, believe me, the hour is coming when you will neither worship on this mountain nor in Jerusalem. Hmm? You neither worship on this mountain nor Jerusalem. Worship the Father. What, what, what? I misread this. <laughs> Woman, believe me, the hour is coming when you will neither worship on this mountain nor in Jerusalem. Worship the Father. Amen. You worship what you do not know. We worship. Huh? We know what we worship. For salvation is of the Jews. But the hour is coming and now is when the true worshipers worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For the Father is seeking such to worship Him. God is spirit, and those who worship Him must worship Him in spirit and in truth. Then the woman said, she's trying to, you know, this woman, she, she is a typical unbeliever. And when you talk to unbelievers, you will notice similar traits to this woman. The woman immediately tries to switch again. Alright? The woman said to him, I know that the Messiah is coming, who is called Christ. When he comes, he will tell us all things. In other words, it's enough. Stop talking. The Messiah will come and he will sort this out. No, let's, let's leave this talk. It's getting too uncomfortable. You know, have you noticed when you're talking to people, I remember uh, the other time when we went for outreach, the guys were, were getting uncomfortable. You know, as you start talking, the guys that's um, you know, and <laughs> they're trying to find excuses. And so that's what this woman was doing. And Jesus said to her, I who speak to you am he. Shoo. No escape now. 
So how did she know the Messiah was coming? Who is the Christ? Somebody, word has gotten to Samaria. Do you understand me? Somebody has gone to Samaria. Somebody has talked about Jesus in Samaria. Somebody has sown seeds in Samaria. He said, no, 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 let's not, don't worry. The Messiah himself is coming. When he comes, he will sort out all of this. Jesus says, okay, let's stop beating about the bush. I am he. So the, 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 Jesus pointed her to himself again. And now she stopped. <laughs> Look at what it is. Then he says, um, and at this point his disciples came and marveled that he was talking to the woman. And uh, yeah. Let's keep. Verse 28. And the woman left the water pot and went her way into the city and said to the, to the, who, to the who? And said to who? She said to who? <laughs> Why didn't she say to the woman? She said to who? <laughs> Woo! I love the Lord. <laughs> she said to the man, come, see a man who told me all the things that I ever did. Could this be the Christ? Now, think about that. All I ever did. She went to the man. Okay? Come and see the man who told me all the things that I ever did. Hey, did she get the man's attention? <laughs> you see, she got the attention because she knows all of them. And they all know her. <laughs> yeah, so, hey, a man that told you, uh, did he tell you? You mean all? <laughs> you mean all? <laughs> Come and see. So, we're coming. <laughs> Ooh, incredible. <laughs> hey, yeah. Then they went out of the city and came to him. In the meantime, his disciples urged him, saying, Rabbi, eat. And he said, I have food to eat which you do not know. <laughs> oh my goodness. These guys, they can't even see what is going on. There is, there is, Jesus, he's, he says, my food. There's food I'm eating right now. What is going on right now is feeding me. You, you are bringing, you are bringing Nando's. We are talking about some proper food here. And you are giving me, and this is, I have food to eat. I have food to eat. And they still didn't get it. They didn't. Huh? And they are wondering, oh, did anyone bring him food? 
You know, sweet. And they are talking to each other. Did any of you sneak and bring some food for him to eat? Uh, so blind. So blind. Lord, say, Lord, open my eyes to see the harvest. Open my eyes. And then Jesus now says to them, my food. He now has to break it down for them because they can't get it. He breaks it down and he says, my food is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish his work. That is my food. That's what keeps me going. That's where my nourishment comes from. That's where my sustenance comes from. Doing the will of him who sent me and to finish his work. Are you doing his will? Are you doing his will? Do you want to do his will? Do you want to do his will or do you want to do your will? Do you, do you want to do his will? Do you want to finish his work? Hmm? Look at that. And then look at, look at Jesus says, do, do you not say there are still four months and then comes the harvest? Behold, I say to you, lift up your eyes and look at the fields for they are already white for harvest. What is he saying? You guys, while you were in Samaria, you were talking among yourselves. And you were saying, look, four months and then there will be harvest. Look, look. He says, do you not want to stop saying that? Look, lift up your eyes and see. The fields are already white. This is not in four months. Now it's ripe. Now it's ripe. The fields are, uh, they're ready for harvest. And then he says, he who reaps receives wages and gathers fruit for eternal life. That both he who sows and he who reaps may rejoice together. For in this the saying is true. One sows and another reaps. For I have sent you to reap that for which you have not labored. Others have labored and you have entered into their labors. Hallelujah. Somebody has gone to Samaria and sown the seeds. I sent you to go and bring food. It's not just Nando's I sent you to bring. Go and bring souls. Go and bring souls. You went to bring Nando's. That is my food is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish his work. My food. You didn't bring my proper food. I sent you to reap where others have sown. Somebody has spoken already about me in Samaria. When you guys went to Samaria, instead of you to speak to them about me, you were there so prejudiced. I said, huh? Samaritans. Huh. Those people. Look at them. Look at how ugly they look. Look at how. Huh? Instead of speaking to them, you are looking down on them. I've sent you to reap 
that for which you have not labored. Somebody else has labored in Samaria. But you guys missed it. You guys missed it. So, <laughs> after that, look at verse 39. And many of the Samaritans of the city believed in him because of the word of the woman who testified, he told me all that I ever did. <laughs> what a harvest. What a harvest. God's combined harvester was at work. And you know what? The Bible makes it very clear. Many of the Samaritans of that city believed. Because of the testimony. Come on. The testimony of an outcast. The testimony. Because of a testimony of a woman who was an enemy to all the women in the city. Look at what God can do. Look at what God can do. Don't ever think that you can restrict God to work only according to your template. You understand? No. God is not like us. So when the Samaritans had come to him, they urged him to stay with them. And he stayed there two days. And many more believed because of his own word. So they believed because, at first they believed because of the woman's testimony. Now they believed because of the words of Jesus himself. They invited him to stay with them for two days. Two days. This is, this is where, I mean, the animosity for years, hundreds of years of animosity between them. But because of the testimony of a woman, don't keep your testimony to yourself. Do you understand me? Don't keep your mouth shut. Open your mouth and talk about Jesus. Don't be ashamed of Jesus. He died publicly for you. Naked. Talk about him. Share your testimony. I'm telling you. you know, all those artistic impressions you see of Jesus on the cross. And then they put a, a, a towel or cloth around him. That's just for decency. He was actually killed naked because of you. Because of you. Because of his love. Greater love has no man than this. That a man should lay down his life for a friend. Hallelujah. Our time is up. Let's just stop. Mighty God. Thank you, Jesus. Use us, Lord. 
users. I want every single one to be part of God's labor force to bring in the harvest. Every single one. It doesn't matter your story. It doesn't matter how terrible your life has been. It doesn't matter how, how low you have gone. I'm telling you, you cannot be as bad as this woman. You cannot be as terrible, as horrible as this woman. And yet, Jesus was able to bring her to bring her into the kingdom and is able to use her testimony to bring many people, bring a whole city. Where are the people that will bring Midran to Jesus? Whose testimony will bring Midran to Jesus? My Lord and my God, I ask that you will do a work in this house, do a work in our hearts, do a work in our lives, oh God. Do a work in our lives to bring, to bring the multitudes in, oh God. Lord, help us, oh Father, deliver us, deliver us, oh God, from whatever has captured us, whatever has closed our mouths, whatever it is that make, has made us ashamed of you. Jesus, deliver us from that right now, my God, Lord, my God. It doesn't matter our situation. It doesn't matter where we are coming from. It doesn't matter... Lord God, the kind of life we have lived, oh God, now we have come to you. Now we have come to you. Cleanse us, wash us, purify us, and give us a testimony that we can use to bring the multitudes in. Mighty God, bring a whole city. Lord my God, let people come to Jesus because of my testimony. Come on, begin to pray. Begin to pray for yourself. Tell the Lord, Lord, use my testimony. Use my life to bring to bring someone to Jesus, to bring people to Jesus, to bring to bring the city to you. Yes, like this woman. If you could use this woman, there's hope for me. Come on, tell the Lord, tell the Lord right now. Talk to him. Tell him, Lord, use me, use me. If you can use this woman, if you can use this woman, that was so terrible. Jesus, I know you have not written me off. I know you have not written me off. You can use my life. You can use my life. I give my life to you. I surrender to you. My Lord and my God. My Lord and my God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. I give you praise. I give you glory. Jesus, Jesus, wash us, cleanse us, whatever it is that has blocked our testimony, whatever it is that limits our capacity, Lord God, to witness, let it be removed right now. Lord God, whether it is our personal situation, help us to look beyond our personal circumstances. Whether it is our personality, help us to look beyond our personality. Whether it's our weaknesses, help us to look beyond our weaknesses. Whether it's our inabilities, help us to look beyond our inabilities. Thank you, Father. I give you praise. Now say this after me. Say, dear God, I thank you for sending Jesus.
to die for me. I believe in your word. I receive your word. Make me a fisher of men. Make me part of your labor force for the end time harvest. Help me to condition my life, condition my heart for, for, for you in the name of Jesus. Whatever the enemy has used to hinder me, to stop me, right now, I break free. I break free from that. In the name of Jesus. I thank you, Lord. I give you praise. I give you glory. Lord, my God, anoint me. Anoint my testimony. Anoint my words. Anoint my life. And use my life to bring in the harvest. Thank you, Lord. Let the gifts of the Spirit flow through me. Let your word flow through me. Let your power for the miraculous flow to me in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. I give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, before we leave, I want to pray. If there's anyone that wants to get born again, you want to receive Jesus into your heart. If you raise your hand, I'll pray for you. Is there anybody like that? All right, there's nobody. Let me just pray for you. Lord, I pray for your people. Help us, oh God. Lord, I pray. That we will each find our place in your labor force for the harvest. May we all be properly positioned. May we all be used. Use us, O oh Father, according to our uniqueness, according to how you've made us, according to how you've empowered us. According to how you've gifted us, use us to advance your kingdom. In the name of Jesus, I come against every condemnation. I come against every accusation from the enemy. Destroy that right now. In the name of Jesus, let the anointing of God increase over these ones. Your hand, your power, your glory. Oh Lord, I thank you, Father. I give you praise in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. God bless you real good. Amen. This ministry has come to you live from Every Nation Midrand. For other life-changing messages and more information, log on to www.everynationmidrand.org.